Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm going to say hey guys and gals, welcome back to the Uncomfortable Truth Podcast. Have you ever been in the back of a church van headed to youth camp and your stomach starts gurgling? And it's one of those that is insanely hurting, but you know if air comes out of your behind that you're going to disrupt the entire bus. And that cute girl that you like sitting right in front of you. So you just hold it in for two long hours. Isn't that uncomfortable? Welcome to the uncomfortable truth. Uh, today, we have Mr. Obi with a topic, and Brandon is going to open us up in prayer. Dear Lord, we love you, and we thank you for all the blessings you provide. Uh, thank you for allowing us to get together and just uh, talk through your word, Lord. Lord, uh, help us stay out of the way and uh, just let us be vessels of uh, your awesome uh, word that you've given us. That's a living document, Lord. Lord, bless this podcast. Uh, bless Obi's topic. Let it reach somebody's heart in a way to uh, want them to connect with you and uh, ask you into their heart, Lord. Thank you for all that you do. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, this is Obi. It's my topic this week. And uh, this week we're going to talk about something that I struggle with. Uh, I feel like that, you know, it seems like it's kind of been a common trend. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, first of all, we all struggle with a lot of things. Amen. Brandon so, was laughing at you when you were talking about laughing, your struggle. Yeah. <laughs> laughing with you. Let me clear. Man, Good what a grief. support. What I, a I, thought I, I thought I had encouragement in this room. Now I know. Come here, boy. I'm going to give you a hug. Yeah. <laughs> I love you long time. Oh, man. So back to staying focused, uh, which is actually my topic. Ooh, oh, wow. Really? Hey. Wow. Yes. That is... Um, are you sure it wasn't about me? Because <laughs> that's my biggest struggle. Staying focused, Stay is, focused. is absolutely um, the topic that we're going to talk about today. So uh, reading a new book uh, that my wife got me and um, believe she got this for my birthday. And uh, I'm about halfway through it and I'm really enjoying it so far. It's called Foundations. It's a book written by uh, Ruth and Troy Simmons. And... Uh, I guess the sub subtitle is 12 biblical truths to shape a family. Um, this particular subject is, um, you know, we're not necessarily going to talk about staying focused on shaping the family, even though that may be the rabbit hole we all go down at some point. But um, I'm just talking about staying focused in general. And to, to get us started, I just want to read a little excerpt from the, uh, from the book here and, and we'll just hit on it, and, and I want to know what kind of what everybody thinks about it. But um, it says, The Apostle Peter tells us what to do. Preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope 
set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1, 13. So one more time. Preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded. Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that's 1 Peter 1, 13. So in this book, it says, like the coach who tells you to get your head in the game, Peter is telling us that our faith needs to be engaged and ready for action. He was writing to believers who were experiencing trials, persecution, and exile in foreign lands where they couldn't feel at home. He reminded them that it requires focus of mind when their faith is difficult to live out. And just like someone practicing to compete in a sport, the body reminds I'm sorry, the body responds to the mind. If our minds are lazy, our bodies will not be alert and ready. If our minds are engaged and set on hope, as Peter writes, our bodies will be prepared for action in response. Preparing our minds is a daily work. So that's, that's what spoke to me. Um, read that a couple days ago, circled it, highlighted it, um, underlined it rewrote it, um, I feel like that it is absolutely something that we can all take a hold of and, and run with. Um, what I take from that is that our, bo- our mind has got to be right. Our mind has got to be right in order for us to take the action that God desires us to take. And so keeping our focus is paramount it's paramount in, in everything that we're doing, but particularly in staying in alignment, which is a lot of what we talk about in our podcast with the Lord. And uh, I lose focus so often. You know, I just, there's so many distractions, um, business, family, um, you know, a snowstorm. I mean, just so many different things. I mean, it, you can you can you can lose focus in a moment. Some of us in a nanosecond, you know, can can lose focus and begin to, um, you know, really get out of alignment. And uh, so I just felt like it was important to talk about ways that we can stay focused. That's good stuff. So when I hear the word focus. Uh, short version of my journey in the past five years is that I can tell you without a doubt that the more structured my routine is, the more I get done consistently and daily. So the more productive you are, more productive I am. And, you know, one thing that I really have recognized is a disciplined process that I go through every day or don't go through shapes my day absolutely now here's the kicker for me and I'm struggling to find my uh, goal for this year because each year I like to sit I want to read through the Bible I want to read through the new you know the New Testament or both or whatever the case may be and I haven't found it yet and I'm and I'm praying through it and trying to figure it out but discipline and structure is great but what are you working towards is what comes to my mind because if if my mindset isn't to grow in my relationship with the Lord, then I'm going to likely get off track on my path of that structured foundation, whatever I'm doing. 
So if I'm going to work out, if I'm going to eat right, if I'm going to get good sleep, which I haven't been doing lately, those kind of things, how am I connecting it to my walk with Jesus? And that over the past five years has helped me at least start moving in the right direction where it was used to be about other things. Let me, let me ask this before we, we continue around the table, you know, when or where do you find it the hardest to stay focused? Good stuff. I think of just everyday life right now, right now it's a little bit easier to like focus our relationship with the Lord because there's snow everywhere. Places aren't open. We're not really working that much. And so it, God has given us an opportunity right now to, to focus on him. But during our everyday life, when we have so many things going on, it's easy to lose our focus. And what I think is so cool about that verse is like God's word, God's truth is timeless. Like you were talking about was Second Peter. First Peter. Uh, First Peter. 13. I can't even focus on what the daggum verse was. <laughs> Golly. Hey, uh, I got a good one. Go ahead. Y'all are going to think this is funny. I'm ready to laugh. Uh, me too. My most difficult time to focus is when my, <laughs> is when my wife is telling me how her day went. <laughs> oh Does she listen to this? I hope, I hope she don't listen to this one. <laughs> yeah, just tell her to skip episode hey, nine. I love my wife with all my heart and soul, and uh, and, and you know, and lots of times, even my my daughters. I have three daughters, and uh, even whenever I'm listening to them. And they're telling me stuff, and I don't. Maybe it's a man thing. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. But they're telling me how their day went, and it's totally disrespectful. And I, I mean, I, I need to work on it in a, in a massive way. But they're telling me these petty little things that happened in in their day. These petty little occurrences that I deem as. That's worthless information. Like, why do you need to fill my head with that information? <laughs> the uncomfortable and, truth. Yes, yeah, yeah. this is That's real. Right. That's right. And, uh, man, I mean, I 1,000% feel horrible about it. But then, you know, on, on, on the flip side, I want her to listen to me whenever I have to say uh-huh. something. And uh, she might deem that as petty or why do I need to hear that worthless information? You know, and and... And I'm not saying it is worthless. I'm saying that in my mind, you know, uh, if I'm going to tell you about how I went to the, to, to the store uh, to grab some gas or whatever, it's going to take me about three seconds flat. My wife or one of my children, it might be a 30-minute conversation about how she ran into her friend and she was carrying a red purse that she liked. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's crazy you struggle to keep your focus in that moment it's crazy and that's yeah. that's yeah. you know that's it you know i struggle with that that that's a moment that um that's a moment i struggle with no doubt i think women just uh process and deliver information a lot different than most men do I, i'm speaking in generalized terms but i think generally women process and deliver information differently and it's probably because they don't have maybe don't have as hard of time focusing on what's going on around them. I, I'm not sure I'm not a woman. We've been wrong quite a bit about women. <laughs> Absolutely. And we hold up the option to always be wrong. Absolutely. So about that. Um, but that's, you know, what when they're telling us, and, I, you know, I think a lot of people probably struggle with that, Sean, when, they're, when people are telling us about things that are going on in their life that we don't deem that important, 
uh, it doesn't, they're telling us because they deem it important and we should place value on that. Amen. Because they deem it, and I'm not casting stones, brother. <laughs> if I had a rock, I'd throw it at you, you could throw it right back. <laughs> It'd be a boomerang. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm right there with you, Sean, in the sense that my focus wanes quickly when it's not about me. I mean, that's when I'm talking to someone. Or something that's extremely important to you. Exactly. If it's not, and this is where I see selfishness daily in my own life, is that, you know, I I don't know if you are like me, but I have these little conversations in my head when I'm going through something when someone else is talking, and I'm either disengaged trying to get myself engaged, Mm -hmm. or I have completely checked out Mm -hmm. and gone to my own little place. Mm -hmm. That's Um, me. And... And I don't, I think anybody would be lying if they said they didn't deal with that in some way or another. In, in, the, in this book that I read from, they call that the 10 mile stare. <laughs> During it's, the headlights. It's, it's when your good. body is present yeah. and your mind is clearly somewhere else. Yeah. Are you, you know, with me? Exactly. You see it when you're talking to someone in front of you, but, uh, but he or she seems to be looking past you or somewhere far away. You know, it's it's the 10-mile stare. You know, go ahead, bro. Well, I'm thinking, so last podcast was about gratitude in a way or how you get seen grace. One of the things that just impresses me, I have a mentor in his 50s that, and by the way, if you don't have a mentor that's older than you, find one. Need one. You need one. Um, let them pour into you so you can pour into someone else younger than you. So he has this unbelievable, uncanny, it almost radiates off of him like an, of something you don't recognize, to always be engaged with you about you. And I'm just drawn to it. And I think everybody is. Yeah, I can't put, it's like, it's like a unicorn. Mm-hmm. It's how much it sticks out like a sore thumb. He never once wants to talk about himself, and he will tell you because I know him well, it's one of his downfalls too because he puts people above him so much. But when you are working with him in a business aspect and he's asking what's going well with you, it literally lifts your spirits instantaneously. I think because of that, I think that we have got to, I I feel like that that helps us focus. Running into men like that. You know, Mm -hmm. people... People that you know are giving you their undivided attention every single time that you talk to them, or if if they're not, they they make you feel like they mm-hmm. are. Yeah. And and I feel like that's absolutely um, the way that we're called to be. It, it 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 helps us to show the people that we're engaging with that our minds are focused on them, and they're more important than we are. One yeah. thing that pops into my head is. Um, <clears throat> If you have somebody that you um, are conversing with or whatever, leave your phone in the other room. I mean, because that is a huge, huge distraction. Um, You know, um, lots of times, and I know in here we we use our phones uh, to reference certain verses and whatnot. However, if you're sitting down and you're, um, I don't know, interviewing somebody or uh, just conversing with somebody, I don't care who it is, your wife, your children, leaving, leaving your phone plugged up in the in the bathroom, you know, uh, might be a great way to to refocus yeah. uh, on what you know the person uh, that's right in front of you. That kind of leads me to my 
to my next question is what can what can we do to improve our focus? Uh, Sean Sean mentioned one thing. We mm-hmm. the first thing, you know one thing we can just very obviously do is put our phones in our pocket, turn it on silent, put it in the other room, turn it upside down where you don't see the light come on every time you get a message because. It, it's going to happen in that conversation. It's distracting. Exactly. So what, what else can we do? It, it brings my mind to a real estate agent that I've deal, dealt with. Um, he, when he's talking to you, puts his phone in his back pocket. Now, he didn't put it on silent, but he puts his phone in his back pocket. And this dude's busy, one of the best real estate agents in our area. And it's dinging, ding, 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 ding. And he does not touch it. He doesn't grab it. He keep, keeps his focus on who he's talking to. It's just, it's a good indicator. One thing that I think about is in order to reach people, this is like the first thing that we have to do. We have to pay attention to them. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And one physical thing that you can do, uh, Obi was talking about your body follows your mind. Well, that also works in reverse. Your mind will follow your body. So if you physically kind of lean in if you're sitting down lean in create that stare focus on their mouth or their eyes and and position your body to hear then your your mind will also follow those clues one thing that helps me in regards to that is whenever they are speaking to you in your mind you're repeating what they're saying that's good and uh interesting enough um I've seen some uh, high high achievers on video that are almost lipping what the people are saying to them. Like, yeah, I mean, you, like you, reverberating. You yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so it's interesting, you know, to see somebody's mouth just barely moving, uh, and it's only because of whoever they're talking to, they're listening and they're repeating what they're saying. And uh, I, you know, for me, I, I, I do try to do that. That's good. If you have these kind of that ten mile stare, you know, my brain I can tell you more times than I'd like to admit how I only catch bits and pieces. But what just jumped into my head immediately was that when we go to the Lord, there ain't no bits and pieces ten mile stare. Right. It is literally he we have his full attention the minute we start talking to him or the minute we start thinking anything, we have his attention. And you know, I love the fact of eliminating distractions. I think that's a good way to look at it is, you know, if I'm not willing to put down my phone and set it aside for 20 minutes to talk to my wife, that says a lot about the condition of my heart and it isn't good. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking to my, you know, so I've true. done that, you know, over and over again. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I like the topic of focus. Uh, Jocko Willick says, and, and he's not talking about Jesus, but we're going to always bring it back to Jesus. He says, discipline is freedom. Are you going to be better or worse off with capitalizing with your relationship with your children when you give them your full focus? We know the answer to it. Absolutely. We still do the opposite. Yes. You know, That's the beauty of growing uh, together and having mentors. Absolutely right. Um, you know, other way, obviously, you, you know, we, we, can, we can emulate. What did I emulate? Emulate. Eliminate. Eliminate. Eliminate uh, distractions. You know, um, that's that's paramount if we're going to focus. Uh, other ways that that we can 
improve our focus. Uh, Brandon kind of hit on in the very first of this episode um, how he starts out his day. He starts out his day, and and on the days where he doesn't start his day in the Word or whatever his routine is, um, that day typically is is going to have almost either road bumps or heavier speed bumps or w- whatever the case may be. It's going to be a bumpier day. Um, I am exactly the same way. I feel like on the days where I am focused – and I get to the end of the day, and I feel like, you know what? I feel like I was really productive today. I feel like that I, I don't know, my joy was greater. My opportunities were seized more. My productivity was much higher. was on a day where I woke up, went into my study, pulled out the Bible, got on my knees, just prayed to the Lord to uh, to help me further my relationship with him, uh, give him all of my angst, my worries, my fears, uh, give it to him. And on those days where he and I get to have these talks in the morning first thing, those are the days where my focus is 1,000% better. And so um, I say all that, you know, to say if you can find that time, you know, when you roll out of bed, Sean's mentioned how Denzel Washington you know, in, in a previous episode talks about, you know, sticking your, your slippers, your shoes up under your bed far enough to where when you get up in the morning, you got to get down on your knees to get those shoes. Um, I feel like that that's a pretty common theme. I feel like that um, starting our day out in the Word, with the Lord, talking to Him is, is I don't think it's any coincidence um, that, our days go smoother. They're better. Life is better. We have more joy. We have more peace. Amen. So one thought that came to my head, I was talking to some uh, clients the other day, and we've all felt that need to start something, you know, or to be more productive. And there was two things that I had a mentor kind of pour into me, and I kind of spun it that uh, I use a lot. One, you have to be willing to evaluate yourself honestly or have someone help evaluate you because we always think more highly of ourselves typically than we probably should. I mean, I always feel better about my abilities than, than the reality of what they probably are. And that's confidence, and that's a good thing. Absolutely. But you want someone else that you're willing to listen to and go, hey, I see this, and you could work in this area. One of those is sleep. And, and the funny thing is, is we always, myself included, talk about morning routine. But if you're consistently not getting enough sleep in a healthy way and everybody has a different need, you're going to struggle. I mean, that is like the fuel to your day. And eventually, you're going to start sputtering. So, amen. tying can, into I that. Can, I can uh, I know Obi. I can sell that, too. Because, <laughs> on, on uh, you know, I, on the days where, where I do wake up to a restful night of sleep, yeah. I'm immediately feeling like I'm about to conquer this I, day. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So not being afraid to ask um, some, one of your closest top five, hey, what do you think I struggle uh, yes. with from a focus standpoint? Yes, yes. And that is a good way to get uncomfortable. And I find in all of my journeys daily now with people all over the United States and talking to them that the greatest growth happens the more uncomfortable we are. I'm not saying go out and try to, 
harm yourself. I'm saying by asking questions that are uncomfortable. And putting yourself into uncomfortable situations. That's exactly right. Yeah. You start so Shane, don't, don't uh, you know, go jump off a cliff or anything. You no. know? Now, I was thinking about Paul. In the Bible, it says Paul had a thorn in his side. And we don't know what that meant for him, but he, he was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. All It sounded like all the time. Something was going on with Paul where he was uncomfortable all the time. Well, let's break down Paul. He persecuted Christians and then immediately... You know, I don't remember the exact verse, but he essentially went the other direction and started being an ambassador for Christ, unlike possibly any other man in the Bible. Saul to Paul? Yes. And what, yeah. I mean, and was that thorn in the side potentially the fact that he knew what he had done and he was just very possible. vivaciously trying to save as many people as he could? You read some of his letters to churches, and he's laying the law down out of love. But look, people, you need to know Jesus. And this is not the way to do it, you know. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we all have a thorn in our side. It's called sin. Absolutely. And we all deal with that every day. And it, it causes us, you know, we, we're flesh. We we are sinful humans. And it causes us to have to give that up and bring our focus back into the Lord every every day, every minute, every hour. Every second. Yeah, I think what causes our focus to stray is absolutely different for all of us because we all have a different sin. We all, mm-hmm. we all, we, some, some of our, you know, we, some of us struggle with the same things, but ultimately, um, we all struggle with different things too. And whatever that sin is, is absolutely pulling your focus away from where it should be. And so I think. Um, again, starting your day out right, um, you know, starting your day out with the Lord, getting into the word, um, you know, when we're, when we're working through our, our sanctification, uh, those sins are going to surface like it or not. It's going to happen. You're going to figure out the Lord is going to reveal to you what you're struggling with. He's going to pull it up and, and you're going to see it very vividly. And you're going to be able to address it. And so I, I feel like that when that sin is, sur- it, when it's surfaced, um, it's, it's going to increase. It's going to allow you to focus better because you're going to be able to address the sin that's keeping you from being able to focus. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Uh, I was listening to a, a sermon and the key point that really stuck out to me was if we want to make a change in whatever area that is holding us back for the Lord, we have to have a healthy hate for what it has created. Okay. And so for me, December 17th, 2017, I I reached the pinnacle of having a healthy hate for alcohol in my life personally. And I had to make that choice of am I going to continue down the path that hasn't been working or am I going to do something different? Now, I knew I couldn't do it without Jesus. That's the kicker. I'd been trying to. And it was taking away from my focus in every walk of life. So that healthy hate, not coincidentally, that test that has been a journey from then on has led to some of the most 
awesome experiences from the Lord that I could have not ever fathomed until going, you know what? This is not for me anymore, Jesus. It's all you. What do I need to do? And it has been uncomfortable. So. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I One more point. Uh, we're getting close to wrapping up. Uh, Obi had mentioned earlier about what are some specific things that we can do to create focus. And I think when we're talking about creating focus. We're, we're definitely talking about focusing on the Lord and then focusing on others. Jesus said to love God and love others. If we, if we live by that, we're going to be, we're going to be doing okay because we're, we're not focusing on ourselves. One very common thing or very practical thing that we can do. First of all, I'll say, I've always had a hard time like remembering people's names when they tell me first, I, I am Brandon. My brother's name's Brandon. Hi, I'm Brandon. What's up, man? I'm Shane. Nice to meet you. But our, the Lord calls us out, calls us by name, and to remember somebody's name and to call them by name is is another thing. Like the, I feel like the Lord gives us a feeling. It's like when somebody says our name, like it's important. It makes you feel important. So during people know that will know that you care if you call them by name, remember their name, and one practical way to do that is as you're having that conversation, use their name in that conversation, and and you'll you'll remember it, and they'll feel more special. I read an article one time, and it was talking about how in the English language, or actually all languages, uh, that somebody's name is the most beautiful word to them that they ever hear. Mm. I thought that was interesting. That's, That's very powerful. interesting. <laughs> Crazy. Yep. Definitely interesting. Um, it's funny that the the relation that I find um, a lot of, you know, it seems a lot of our um, improved focus that we're talking about communication. We're talking about communication, which is a big part of what we all do uh, in our businesses. <laughs> you know, it's it's huge. And I feel like that the people in our industry and in, in, in the insurance industry and the, um, you know, business industry, I feel like the folks that uh, are the most successful from the world's standpoint are uh, men and women who communicate extremely well. Uh, it's almost like they're able to build relationships faster which allows them to gain further those relationships, gain trust. And uh, I just find it interesting how, um, you know, you can, you can use this focus in, in all aspects, you know, mm -hmm. of, of your life. Uh, but I'm, I, well, basically, end of the day, communication is key uh, to, to really showing the people around you that you're focused, you care about them, you love them, and uh, at the end of the day, I feel like that it's it's going to, if you can work on your primary uh, focus, yeah, your primary focus of, of uh, seeking the Lord, that it's just going to amplify, yeah. you know, every every other aspect of your life. We're we're about to run out of time, but let's, let's go a little bit deeper on that. I feel like this is a good topic as far as focus and communication. Let's give another four or five minutes here. I want to talk about Social media. We have so many forms of communication in our world today, but yet we, yet we have a true lack of true communication. What's y'all's opinions on, on that and 
how to work around that or, or what we're doing wrong, what we can do right, what we can do better. Well, I guess I'm trying to figure as far as are, are you kind of referring to, I guess, the younger generation's lack of being able to communicate with anyone? <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I guess what I'm referring to is our younger generation. So we're we're of the age where we, when we grew up, we had, let's say, about Back 15. <laughs> right. We had 15 years of pretty much no internet you know I think we had internet in our house when we were like roughly 12 yeah. 13 but we we didn't it wasn't anything like what it is today and even even having that base which I'm so thankful that we did it's still at times it's hard to focus and hard to communicate properly with all the tech, technology that we have so for me because our business is built on uh, the internet Majority of our clients come from Twitter, now from Instagram, also from Facebook. For focus purposes, for me, and I have, I am, this is a constant work in progress that I'm not winning at. I have to treat it just like a thing that's a part of my day and not like an entity that fuels some type of dopamine hit because it does. So one of the ways I've done that and it's worked, is turn my notifications off. Uh, now, I have notifications on for Instagram right now because we're growing our presence there, and it's dominating me, just flat out. It, every time it dings, every time I see it pop up, because it's a potential new connection, a potential new client. And I'm not saying those things are bad, but if it takes away from the other things that are most important, my walk with Jesus, it, it, I need to figure out a way to rein that in, redirect it. So for me, it's just being honest with what it's creating and going, Lord, is this taking away from what really matters? And do I need to kind of reframe how I'm utilizing it? I don't know. I think that, um, social media can be a blessing and a curse. Um, you know, I, I feel like that, um, in the last year I've taken Facebook off my phone strictly because it was taking up too much of my time. And so when I think about all the new ways that are uh, available for us to communicate with other people in this world, um, such as social media, text messaging, um, you know, everything that we can, all, all the ways that we can communicate with someone without actually looking at them and talking to them, um, I feel like that it absolutely cripples um, the younger generation in, in that they, they can't truly carry on a conversation with somebody. Uh, they have no uh, recognition of what body language actually is, what nonverbal cues are, what uh, I mean and, and maybe it doesn't matter. I mean I mean maybe maybe we're moving towards such a you know technological world where, they're just never going to have to. Yeah, I believe you know? it matters because it yeah. desensitizes your ability to retain real human interaction and emotion. I feel like it matters too, but I, I, I mean, I feel like it absolutely matters. Um, but it, it's just, it seems like that that's just the direction that w- the world's going. Sadly, it is. <laughs> yeah. it, it really is. Um, go ahead. Uh, in, in closing, I just wanted to read this verse. Um, 
You know, uh, for me, it's like screams focus. Um, but seek, this is Matthew six thirty three. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So for me, when you're seeking, you're focusing, you're focused on whatever you're seeking. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think it's um, super important to understand that, uh, that we all agree here that uh, our focus needs to be uh, on the kingdom and, uh, and on God. And, and secondly, you know, uh, everything else is going to be added. Uh, it's going to teach you to focus on all the other aspects, uh, important aspects of your life. Amen. Amen. All right. Guys, go out and focus. Focus on the Lord. Focus on the people around you. Put others first. Uh, put your needs down for a minute. Speaking to myself here too and us. And uh, go out and, and do something for, for somebody else. That requires a little sacrifice. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate you being here on The Uncomfortable Truth. If you have a topic or something you want to talk about or, or a prayer request, please email us at realuncomfortabletruth at gmail.com. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one. See you.